Focus. Hello there to you and welcome to today's edition of Rural Focus. It's a Thursday. The Countryman is out today. What can we expect to read in today's edition? Well, we'll find out very soon. We'll catch up with Kelly from The Countryman very soon on today's podcast. Also, too, catch up with Mark Warren from Nutrient Livestock. How did the Catanian sheep sale go yesterday? A little bit sheepish or a little bit better? We will find out very soon. But right now, I want to catch in with Grain Growers Chair Reese Turton because, well, Reese has called on for some urgent road funding required to deliver harvest, especially what has happened over on the East Coast with the floods. Chair, Reese Turton, hello there to you, mate. Hi, Troy. How are you? Not bad. Uh, now that you're busy with uh, with harvest here in WA, but uh, on Tuesday, see where you've called, especially for over on the East Coast anyway, uh, some urgent road funding required to deliver harvest over on that side of the world, mate. Yeah, c- certainly, uh, Troy. Look, road and rail yep. infrastructure, there's been, you know, obviously some catastrophic and, mm. and very extensive damage from the floods, and it's really making, um, you know, great grain deliveries extremely difficult and in many, many cases impossible for, for a lot of growers over there and you know of course this this just has a, a knock-on effect for the whole supply chain and effectively you know at some point will affect all Australians seems to be a, a shortage of essential goods and equipment when uh, infrastructure gets under pressure like that but it's 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 very serious and it needs some Absolutely. you know immediate immediate remedial action to um, get these transport routes up and running again since you uh, caught on the federal government mate have you heard from the federal government not personally, I think they're getting a lot of calls from a, a lot of you know industry bodies. Um, we're obviously in there batting for the farmers, and you know we are certainly right behind the National Farmers Federation as well, supporting exactly what they say. Their, their call is is really our call, and yeah. you know we just we're just making government aware of the extent um, and the impact that it has on industry. You know, there's uh, there's arterial roads, there's local roads, there's rail. You know, all all severely. Uh, damaged and it's going to need some very significant financial support and, and probably support from a, a labour point of view too, as in labour, as in you know people people power. We see the damage sort of running into the multiple mm. billions. I dare, I dare say it's an unprecedented event and it's going to require a, a matching response. Could you call for a bit of funding for over here on WA Regional oh, Roads look, too, look mate? Happily, I mean the, the, <laughs> the, the state, the state, you know, farming bodies have been calling for that. For, for a long time, yeah, and so is yeah. the road transport industry, and I mean that's a whole other set of circumstances that that goes on and on. I, I think it's just you know there's been systemic underfunding of regional roads mm, right across yeah, Australia. Yeah. It's been problematic for a very very long time, and you know the the, the flood sort of highlighted you know an immediate need, but there's mm. a, a certainly a longer term need for for critical infrastructure not only here but everywhere. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think it's uh, Australia wide, and as you say, rather than just patching the potholes, mate, uh, do it once and. Get it right. Yeah, you've you've got to have a you know a, a resilient sort of freight network for, yeah, for all freight. Yeah. I mean, we we're obviously pushing the the, the case for, for for growers, but it does it does require that those, those key freight networks to be really resilient in the long term. And you know, we've we've had members sort of say to us that you know we we're right at the point now where we need immediate action for, yep. for these problems, yep. and followed by a long term sort of you know getting the long term strategic investment for government from government that that's going to deliver those um those real benefits for farmers and and. And all all rural Australians. Absolutely. Now, uh, locally, mate, uh, still a bit of stop-start with uh, the weather around for uh, farmers with harvest. 
a lot of farmers yesterday had harvest bans. I think they'll be A-OK today. How are you going locally, mate? Yeah, very good, Troy. Yeah, yep. different different day today than yesterday. <laughs> yeah. there was, I know there was one for York and Northern yeah. where, where we are locally. I'm sure there were plenty of other yeah. local governments imposed um, harvest and movement bans as well. It was a, a fairly ugly day, but you wake up today and it's overcast mm. and cool and totally different set of circumstances. But I think I think most people have rocked into harvest pretty well as this warm and weather's hit, but it certainly was a bit of a, a, a stop-start mm. um, yeah. beginning to but and I had a couple of mates that said they'd been uh, harvesting for three weeks and only actually did one week's harvest. So okay. the uh, the challenges of the weather. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure probably some farmers going through till after Christmas, mate. Oh, I dare say, yeah. yes. Yeah. No, big, big harvest and um, probably a little bit later start. So I'm, I'm sure that will be the case for many. Now that you're busy, mate, uh, with the harvest, hey, thanks for uh, chatting with us on Rural Focus and uh, we'll keep a close eye on this. And uh, yeah, let's see that not just on the East Coast, but here WA Roads can get fixed up as well, mate. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Troy. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Let's catch in right now with uh, Kelly from The Countryman. Hello. Good morning, Troy. How are you going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, you trying to beat the heat? Yeah, it's a little bit like that. You'd never think that I grew up in Kununurra. I've been drinking Hydrolat, turning the aircon on, complaining to anyone that'll listen. <laughs> oh, well, yes, it snuck up on us. But anyway, hopefully you're going yeah. A-OK. Hey, the Countryman is out today, of course, being Thursday. Uh, what's going on here with CBH? Uh, changes in their marketing and trading. What's going on? Yeah, so the big story on the front this week mm. is one that affects grain growers who sell grain to CBH. Um, now, the group has made some major changes to the way that it contracts grain from growers. That means that farmers selling more than 40 tonnes to CBH will be limited to trading every two business days. It's a move that the Cooperative Marketing and Trading Division says will make accessing their highly competitive contracts more equitable. Um, now, the rule, new rules came into place on Monday been extremely difficult for a lot of farmers trying to access CBH uh, contracts with the cooperative acknowledging that demand for those grain contra- contracts is far outstripping demand. Um, that's because CBH has been offering um, higher prices than its other grain trading competitors, which is a pretty contentious move along amongst a lot of farmers <laughs> as well. Um, now, we've spoken to CBH Marketing and Trading Chief Jason Craig. He says that the cooperative can't buy the entire crop. Um, but is trying to make it fair for farmers that have been missing out on those higher price contracts. Spoken to a lot of growers about this issue too. There's a lot of interesting thoughts out there. Definitely worth a, a read of that story on page two and three of this week's Countryman. All right, go ahead and do that if you haven't done so already. Also in today's edition, see where Prime Minister Anthony Albanese his industrial relations laws. Very interesting, Troy. Now, there's been a lot of um, contentious thoughts about what these rules might mean for agriculture. Industry is still trying to determine exactly what they will mean. Um, Now, Anthony Albanese's Secure Jobs Better Pay Bill has been critiqued for its potential to result in a return to 1970s industrial relations chaos. Um, There have been some major changes to the bill, uh, which some might argue have softened it a bit, but you can find all of the nitty-gritty detail in the story in today's paper. Um, Also, lots of concerns that laws could add to farmers economic problems. Uh, A lot of interesting thoughts on that in today's Countryman. All right. And also in today's paper, some wonderful pics about uh, a film premiere. 
So Bob Garnett was in Bremer Bay last week. Um, he was actually down there shooting bulls, but he managed to um, sneak in a bit of a, a trip to um, the homecoming premiere of a new film called Blueback, which has been adapted from a Tim Winton novel. Now, the book uh, with the same title was written in 1997 and is inspired by Tim Winton's early childhood upbringing in Albany. Um, now, the film was predominantly shot in the Great Southern, but there were nearly 300 locals involved in its production. Um, a lot of them who were farmers as well um, took on roles as extras, while others helped out with jobs um, such as caterers and general staff. Um, now we've got two pages of photographs from the premiere of the film. Um, lots of photos of farmers and, and people from Bremer Bay doled up for the occasion. Um, absolutely beautiful pictures yeah, yeah. and definitely recommend checking that out because I'm sure you'll see someone that you know. I'm sure that you will, yes. So those stories and more in today's Countryman. Check it out today if you haven't done so already. Keep yourself hydrated, Cal. We'll chat to you next week. Thanks, Troy. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Let's find out and see how yesterday's contending sheep sale went from Nutrient Livestock. Mark Warren, good morning, mate. Yeah, morning, Troy. Morning, listeners. How'd you go there yesterday, mate? Yeah, had a few extra numbers there, Troy. We had a total of 9,437, probably one of our biggest sales for a little while, actually, which was, uh, which was good. Yeah, look, the market was okay. Mutton uh, struggled a bit again, but uh, yeah, look, overall, the rest of the market wasn't too bad. Um, heavy crossbred lambs, we did lack a bit of weight there yesterday, so there's probably not really any heavy lambs there. Most of them were the better trade lambs. Uh, they sold pretty well. They'd sold from 125 to 135. We just had one pen made a bit over 150. But uh, as I said, most of them are trade lambs. Uh, lighter trade lambs to store, better stores. They uh, sold from 95 to 110. Uh, you better feed a lamb sold from 70 to 90. Very light and plain draft sold from 50 to 60. Uh, heavy mutton, yeah, look, it was back again, unfortunately. Uh, heavy mutton selling from 75 to 85. Better trade mutton at 70 to 80. Better boning ewes selling from 60 to 70. Light boning ewes selling from 30 to 40. So we're hoping a, a bit of a return to better prices, a bit later for the mutton. Uh, weather hoggets, uh, better end of the weather hoggets sold from 80 to 85. Uh, better stores sold from 60 to 75. Um, Marino U Hoggets, uh, very limited numbers of those. Just the odd pen of those sold from 60 to 70. Very light and plain draft sold from 40 to 50. Uh, the odd pen of heavy weathers, uh, basically sold from 75 to 85. Uh, better stores sold from 60 to 70. Uh, the Ram job, not much change in the Ram job. Most sales, most sales in the Rams. There wasn't many there, but uh, most of them sold from 20 to 40, depending on age and condition. So a few numbers there, Troy. Market's okay. Uh, yep. Just need that mutton to kick a bit and we'll be, uh, we'll be off and away again. Can you see the mutton kicking a little bit, mate? Oh, look, it generally does. Once yeah. we get uh, towards the end of the year and, and move into January, February, March, it, it frees up a bit because uh, obviously there's nowhere near as many on the market. So uh, we're still we're still catching up from back way back yeah, when. Yeah. So we're we're getting towards the end of it now. So uh, we'll push the reset button again in January and and uh, hopefully things will go along smoothly as they've been for the last few years. So uh, yeah, obviously there's a few different things going on around the world that, which does affect the meat market so um yeah but anyway it's uh not too bad. Any more sales for you for the rest of the week, mate, or you're done and dusted for this week? No, all done and dusted for our sales now. So we've just uh, got a couple of trade sales left to go before the Christmas break, and then, um, and then, yeah, before we know it, we'll be yeah. we'll be back again for another twelve months. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, mate. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for the update for uh, containing yesterday, and we'll chat to you again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Troy. Mark Warren from Nutrient Livestock on today's Rural Focus podcast here on the Listener app. Let us know what happened. Yesterday.
a part of the Catanian Sheep Sale. Hey, that's just about it for me today. But if you are listening to the podcast, thank you for choosing the Rural Focus podcast here on the Listener app. Now, if you're in WA, you're probably harvesting. You're probably on the harvester, maybe in the chaser bin, maybe in the ute. Well, don't forget about the competition. We want to see your best harvest pictures. Just find that perfect harvest picture and uh, enter it below up at the website, triplem.com.au. And just by doing that, and if you're picked by having the best harvest pick for 2022, a $500 voucher from the Powerhouse, the Powerhouse Midland, the Honda Shop Midland. They now call themselves the Powerhouse there in Midland. How nice would that be with Chrissy just now a few more weeks away? So come on, get Snap Happy, a part of the harvest for 2022. And then on the 16th of December, I will announce who the winner will be. Will it be you? And good luck. I've been Troy Stockton. I'll have another Rural Focus podcast for you again very soon, right here on the Listener app.